Hello and welcome back to Reeling in the Piers, where we chat about and discuss all sorts of movies. My name is Gary O'Brien and joining me today to talk about the 2023 animated superhero flick, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, it's my very good friend, Ono Boyle, so stick around, we hope you enjoy. Ono Boyle, hello, how are we? Are we well? We are well. Woo! Woo! Spider-Verse, I don't know, I'm just, it's very warm in this apartment, I'm trying to keep the energy up. It is, yeah, no, we're... This is uh, second in person? Podcast? Second in person. First one was The Lawnmower Man. And let's just say this movie is slightly better. Just slightly, though. There's no yeah. Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brennan Brosnan? Minus not, 500 points. Not featured. In I have a movie. scale now. I don't know if I told you about it. The Brendan, uh, Pierce Brennan Brosnan scale. Uh, and if, yeah, if, if Pierce Brosnan's on the movie, it loses 500 points. Okay, so yeah, this is definitely down 500 yeah, points. Especially when you think about it, it's only out of 10. If we round up about negative 500, yeah. Yeah, negative 500 for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. I like, I suppose it's good to get the, the bad things about this movie out of the way. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> Energy up on. Um, but yeah, no, we're doing the in-person one. Thanks, thanks yeah. for letting me um, crash your podcast studio. Yeah, no problem. Like, uh, it's like looking around to paint the audience a visual audio description. Mm, we're where, all about that. Yeah, all about the visual and audio. I feel like we did that last week or I'm going to do it next week, whatever way I've sequenced these podcasts. Okay, cool. We'll see which one comes first <laughs> yeah. and steals this bit first. But uh, yeah, no, we got some furniture in the room, some uh, a bike. Uh, there's Some our, shelves. We've just moved the desk into the middle of this space. Yeah, to, worked out great. It did, yeah. I'll tell you what else worked out great. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Oh, good segue. <laughs> desperately oh, looking for a segue. Jealous um, of that one. <laughs> which, is, uh, which is in cinemas now, and I would recommend people go see it. Uh, it's quite good. That's only I'm, in cinemas now? God, it feels like ages I ago. I know, doesn't it? Yeah, because we went to see it a bit earlier. Oh, a bit and by early. that, I mean one single <laughs> one day. day My God, 20, a whole 24 hours though we well, saw you know, it earlier. You know me about like getting things early. Uh, you are, yeah. yeah oh, I Jesus do, like, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Call them a bit cut, off, Mike, where I paid cut, 20 euro extra 20. to play Diablo 4 uh, one week early, because I... 20 euro spend 20 euro spend yeah okay well now we have two suggestions for the audience that's true. listeners go play diablo 4 and go yeah. watch spider-man across spider-verse yeah that's it like welcome to uh, reading the periods where we give you two recommendations and only two recommendations that should be a good that's a good, good tagline <laughs> two recommendations only um but yeah if you so yeah we recommend you should go see it but we're going to talk a bit about it today and how we're going to do it is we're going to do our non-spoiler section for a bit just to kind of tell you some bits about the movie or whatever and then we'll get into the nitty gritty spoiler section for you to come back to after you've watched it if you have any comments along the way there's a cool little Q&A thing feature on the Spotify where you can just put stuff in and there's usually very funny jokes and I just publish them on Spotify it's very good I've told Don about this now he looks at me like I'm gonna spam that so much <laughs> just like I can do Q&A's can I answer my own A's yeah you Q's. can you can Q your own you can A your own Q's look it's 2023 2023 brother you can do whatever you like <laughs> But for today, I would ask for you to just talk about this movie called Across the Spider-Verse. So, um, yeah, we went to go see this, uh, the weekend it came out, the week yeah. it came out. And I, I guess you care to tell people roughly what it's about and roughly the, uh, what your thoughts okay. on it were. Okay, I think uh, we joined in this movie about like a month, I think it's like a year and a half after Miles Morales. Morales into the uh, After Into the Spider-Verse, he is now more comfortable in his Spider-Man role. The movie open and opens from actually not his perspective, but uh, Gwen Stacy's perspective, played by Hayley Williams. And uh Hayley Steinfeld? Fuck. Hayley <laughs> Williams is the singer. I got the cast list mm. and I just read the first name and then I Can I break our two suggestions two recommendations or else? Like I know this is a long standing tradition yeah. on the podcast, but sure you can go ahead. I give Paramore, you... you should go listen to their new album. <laughs> oh sure. they have a new album? I think so. Oh, okay, maybe I She's on that. tour, I assume they have a new album. Yeah, maybe should three recommendations. <laughs> and I'm sure that's where that bit will end. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> the rule of three. Yeah, exactly. There's no way we could break that. Yeah. So this movie, I'm just, I'm just 
Gary, if you could just use this later on, <laughs> this clip later on when we break that. Just like have it like an echoing sound in the <laughs> yeah. background as we break it. <laughs> Sorry, continue with your synopsis. Uh, but uh, so now, yeah, Hayley uh, Williams uh, is now uh, joins the Spider-Verse and it's her intro. Yes, I know, Gary, I did say it wrong that time on purpose. I was letting it slide. Okay. Uh, so it's it was, we sort of join her in her world, her story. We get her like whole, like, like, like the last movie, we get the whole Spider-Man intro from her background. Yeah. And it's about how she sort of gets introduced to the Spider League. The Spy- Big Spider Club. The Big Spider Club. Spider Clubs. Spider Clubs for Big Spider Fans. Um, Should have called it Spider Web, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's yeah, fine. Uh, that sounds more like an online board, to be fair, than like an in-person group. Or just, you know, something that's in your attic. <laughs> <laughs> you think I have an attic? <laughs> no, just one person would have in their attic. Some um, spider webs. That's true, yeah. Yeah. It's very hot this moment. <laughs> okay. Sorry, continue. Tell me about the Spider League. So yeah, so the Spider League, uh, the sp- uh, team of Spider, spider Society, Spider Society there of America. Just, ju- it seems to be just, it seems to be global. Okay, nice. But uh, global, multi-dimensional, multi-universe, spanning uh, organization. Spider Society. Spider Society, and they are the ones who sort of fix all the timey wimey uh, nonsense yep. of with when dimensions get all the multi dimensionals crash together. Yeah, blah blah blah. From the last movie, Hadron Collider. So it sort of is the movie is about Miles sort of getting introduced to this team through Gwen and the emergence of a new villain played by Jason Schwartzman. Yep, called the Spot. Yep, very good villain. Yep, uh, very funny. Great, just like kind of menacing as well, mm-hmm. uh, which he does pull off very well. But yeah, so then uh, the spot then is the threat to the multiverse, and mm-hmm. it's about these spider spider folk spider verse team. I already forgot what you told me. Spider about. society folk. Spider society folk, and it's about how they come together and try to defeat the villain of this now two part movie. By the way, yes, yeah, it's it two, is part. two parts. That's the biggest thing I was. Gonna, is, I have yeah. this. Is the next thing I need to tell people. It's like. It used to be called, so this used to be called Spider-Man Across Spider-Verse Part 1. And then they just took off the Part 1 and then changed Part 2 to be called Beyond the Spider-Verse. And at, they, at no point of the advertising did they hint that this was a one-parter. And once I knew that, I went around and told everyone, except for one person who is our very good friend and uh, other guest of the podcast, John Hackett, yeah. who had a furious reaction to this movie because he didn't know it was a two-parter. Yeah. But that being said, I, I don't want to get into this too much now, but what I will say is... The movie does end. This is not too much point. The movie kind of ends, not abruptly, but like you kind of feel like you can see the finish line. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the rug is kind of pulled out from you and it says Finn, like yeah. Finn, the end, whatever. So it's a bit unsatisfying in that sense. However, I think there is so many good things in this movie for like two plus hours yeah. that are well worth seeing it alone. Um, and I know we'll probably talk about it in a sec, but like you kind of mentioned, the cast are great, the animation style, the jokes. There is so much good stuff in this that makes it a well worth cinema yeah. going experience. I know, like it's it's a much it's a very hard uh, follow up to beat like across the Spider Verse. Yes, as, uh, like it's a sequel. Like I I know I went into this with like middling expectations mm-hmm. just because I didn't want to be disappointed. Even though like what is it, Lord and Miller? Yeah. Like they they have done some of the best animation in the last few years between like Into the Spider Verse, Mitchell's versus the Machines. Yep. Lego movie. Lego movie. Like, they've been blowing the... Clarity with a chance of meatballs. Did they do that as well? Yep. I haven't actually seen that one. That's very... Uh, I feel like there was very funny jokes in it. Would you recommend I see that one? Nope. No? Oh, oh, we've said no before. Three only on the <laughs> podcast. Funny. Got it, got it. But, uh, Can yeah, f- no... Give me five more minutes to break that real. <laughs> but uh, no, they've been doing an absolutely fantastic job yeah. when it comes to animations. And I suppose this was no different where I would... 
I don't know if this is better than Into the Spider-Verse, but it's definitely like as good as Into the Spider-Verse. I think the only feeling is, as you say, when after Into the Spider-Verse, I was left with a, um, a feeling of just like, that was like the best animated movie I've mm-hmm. ever seen. And in Across the Spider-Verse, I left it going, oh man, I have to wait till part two. Yeah. So like, that's the only like, probably what brings it down a little for me. But uh, I'm still like, I'm going to go see part two. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I, th- I think what's in this still is like, there's a good story being told. Mm-hmm. There's a good development of the characters from the first one yeah but the story I, beats are really really good yeah. yeah but what i will say as well is like it's it, it the, the first one was so unique and there was nothing like it so a lot of the a, a lot of the praise from that for the first movie came from that but this just has that same animation it doesn't have the same animation but yeah. it has that same approach and style so it's harder to feel as excited about it than you were when you yeah. first saw it for the first time it was like yeah i went into the spider verse which is like this is the first time we've seen a movie animated like this yeah. before and now it's just like oh no we have seen a movie animated yeah. like this before but i guess the differences in this is the inclu- the inclusion of some new spider-man yeah um two in particular that are visually unlike visually and comedically incredible and we'll talk about it a, bit, a bit more in the spoilers because i don't want to give away because yeah. i kind of like people to discover them themselves yeah especially like i remember one of them wasn't really in the not at all no much at all yeah. but like gee, like really was like stole the screen when he was on but yeah i have some i have some other things about this movie there was one thing i saw which was apparently that they began working on this in 20 uh right at 2019 they announced this and it's been in production since june 2020 and apparently with a visual style because they have a visual so- style for each of the six universes they've worked in they have yeah. a, they had over a thousand people working on the movie Oof. and because it's 140 minutes long it's the longest animated film ever produced in it by an american studio yes. so like it is a chonky yeah production apparently oh. they only finished the production as well a week before 14 days before the movie came out holy shit 14 days 14 days I thought, I thought written here somewhere here yes stuff. production on the film was completed on may 20th 2023 13 days before the u.s release date which would have made it 12 days before we saw it because we saw it slightly early oh, we saw it slightly early <laughs> we were too busy i didn't notice that because we're too busy rubbing elbows of all those celebrities. So our very good friends at Sony invited uh, myself and Owen to the previous screening of this movie and Owen kept, ha- kept having to be reminded about who anyone was. <laughs> and, I, and pretty much my answer to everything was, yeah, he's from TikTok. Yeah, they're from TikTok. I didn't recognize anyone else. So he's like, say, Francis, since I have yet to get TikTok and probably will not get TikTok because that is a whole, like I was addicted to Reddit for years and TikTok does not seem like it would be great for my like free time. And you know what? There's our fourth recommendation. Don't get TikTok. Oh, is that it? <laughs> yeah. be, be good to your mental be health. Be good to your mental health. Don't, <laughs> Don't TikTok. get TikTok. And I'm sure that's where that bit will end. But yeah, and I guess that was also kind of an interesting thing with this, with that screening. I always find those things quite interesting because... Yeah, you don't really know who's going to these sort of things. Yeah. But what I will say is the audience at that were like hooping and hollering and having a great time at it, except for the very end where that woman behind us, when the movie ended, she was like, are you for real? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that, that, so that, that kind like, of sums you, up. You, d- you didn't get her on your email list, but it was a part two. Or it was That's a, what I mean. Part two, like, yeah, she there. doesn't know anything. She's too busy doing all those dances. That was your TikTok. chance to introduce yourself. You should have turned around and just like, hey, if you want to know more about these sort of things beforehand, just like reeling the peers, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, finger guns. Do you finger guns? Um, depends what state I'm in. And yeah. Sometimes you have to like declare it and sometimes you have to get other sort of things. <laughs> okay, it's, yeah. it's too much of a logistical nightmare. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, like I said, so I, get, I think, yeah, so it was a very cool experience in that environment, but I think by itself, it's a very unique experience of a movie because it has, like you said, the, that vi- that those stunning visuals. The comedy is, like you said, incredible awesome. from Spot the likes of like, uh, really Lord and Miller. Like the writing is fantastic throughout the entire movie yeah so like so I, th- I think there's just so much good stuff in it that it's it makes it well worth going to see so is there anything else you want to throw into the non-spoiler section before uh, um, we get into the I movie I think going on like just like the amount of work that was done into gone into this movie I think what I saw something was like over 200 unique Spider-Man animated for this movie <sighs> like what 
So like why? Yeah, like imagine like some of those people would be only on like frame for like two three frames, and like they have their own Spider-Man universe, and obviously all like callouts to like different movies. And you have to feel bad for you know the fucking youtubers who do those easter egg videos oh yeah because they have to they have to pause every frame look at it and be like i think that's the guy from <laughs> the amazing spider-man tv show but yeah. it was like an unused like fucking version that they threw in the bin they yeah, set the like, bin on fire so nobody knows what it looks like except for this one hobo who was recited and kept it like it's just a lot of work they're putting into these i've seen like one of them where they were like squinting at like newspaper headlines where you would like only kind of see numbers and it's like this is universe and it was like nine nine just... seven seven four and it's like no way could they see what that version they're just making things up now to like pad out these video lengths 100% and we'll do that here (laughs) don't you worry Uh, I was trying to see if I could find uh, the number of Spider-Man in it but oh yeah over 240 characters and it takes place in six universes six universes is good as well like all like the it's not like a fucking what is it Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness where like each of these universes did have pretty good like unique styles I I will say much like for something that's called Across the Spider-Verse they only really spend time in Two? two, yeah, it's only two. You really two. have a lot of time in three, maybe like yeah. But and same with Multiverse of Madness, they were just in one, if yeah. not two. I just feel like if you're if you're calling your thing, like geez, we're going into a load of multiverses. There better be a lot of multiverses in it. But like I said, there's, there's a lot of multiversal Spider-Man in this to kind yeah, of account for that. But yeah, anything else before we get into spoilers and tell people to fuck off? Go see the movie. Uh, no. Uh, can we say? People, can we tell people to fuck off and go see the movie in like a more polite way or are we like so alone fuck off go see the movie I think I don't think there's any other way we can deliver that message oh, okay sure like it's your podcast it is yeah. <laughs> spoiler section <laughs> I feel like I need a noise for spoiler section make it a T-Rex a T why because the T-Rex Spider-Man he says oh, I, I meant for like all of my oh all of them yeah oh, okay maybe not a T-Rex maybe that's why I was just like what okay maybe T-Rex is on my mind watched 65 million the other day <laughs> just 65 just 65 just oh, yeah, 65 yeah man you said the other day it was yesterday it was yesterday that movie is it's a movie mm. that uh, people should watch if you have an hour and a half to spare and want to make fun of something. Oh, are you saying that's a fifth recommendation? Oh, <laughs> no. No, I don't want to be that. I don't want that to be a recommendation. I take it back. <laughs> I veto that recommendation. That's fair. That's fair. Right. Shall we get into the nitty gritty of this movie? What was your favorite universe in the movie? Okay. Or what was your favorite different variant of a Spider-Man in the movie? Oh, okay. Different. Favorite universe in the movie could have been Lego universe. <laughs> Lego universe was so fucking good. Uh, Do you know something about that Lego universe? It was all, it was the J. Jonathan Jameson. It was, it was animated by a fourteen-year-old called Preston Mutanga, who was hired after Phil Lord and Chris Miller were, was were impressed with his Twitter video recreation of the entire trailer in Lego. I like I'm I because of that fact I now know if I didn't say the Lego universe you would have said the Lego universe. It's funny. I'm, just like, I'm, I'm very glad you brought it up. <laughs> I, I get these segues. It's yeah. great. Um, uh, no, that was just it was just great. Like. I mean, it was very funny. Uh, apparently, that was like the original audio from Spider-Man 1 as well, of oh. J. Jonah Jameson, uh, or Spider-Man 2 or something like that. There you go. Yeah. I thought he came back and re-recorded it. Maybe not. He did one of the, because oh, okay. there was a lot of J. Jonah's in this just movie, but I think, I think one of them was, uh, some of the audio has just like, was taken from Fair. the previous movies. No, like, so that was a great universe. And my favorite Spider-Man, it's definitely between, what was he called? Spider-Punk? Spider-Punk was very funny. Or Praveter Park. 
Kiar. Yeah. Spider Man India. Yeah. Sorry, the, 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 it, like Indian Spider Man. Yeah. Great. Uh, he was excellent. He I think was he played, unbelievable. Actually, well, he, he was voiced by. Oh, the guy from uh, Deadpool. Yeah, voiced by Karen Sony. Yeah, the taxi driver from Deadpool. Yeah. <laughs> and he's so, he's he's so good in this. This uh, do they go to? Why do they go to this universe? Because uh, just Gwen was. Oh yeah, Gwen was hopping about. Yeah. Um, but like it's again really cool universe because like the animation style is different. But then also like how Peter Parker in this universe uses his webs with like he has these like bangles. Yeah. yeah. And he's just such a light and bubbly character as well it's just he's like so charismatic ah, like this like, whole thing like there's obviously like Gwen and uh, Peter having like a you no know, Miles having like a bit of a spat yeah about like why did you follow me but like he's so he's like just backtracking through the whole thing is very funny that and like all like the animation sound effect noises yes. are all in Hindi yeah uh, which is great like you see that with a lot of the things where like even in early in the movie when there was the Da Vinci oh, uh, sure that is Italian uh, like the sound effect ones are Italian and things like that so mm. it's all done like all those little touches are yes. so fucking good. Well, I, and again, something that could only be achieved with having like over a thousand people working <laughs> on your true, movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, so I loved all those sequences. Um, Spider Punk, voiced by Daniel Kaluuya. Let's just go to the Spider Man, will we? That's yeah, probably yeah. the easiest way to do Daniel this. Daniel Kaluuya, famous British actor. <laughs> Daniel Kaluuya. Oh, and you say that as if um, always knew it. You always knew that. Always knew it. It's not like I walked into your, walked into this room maybe about five minutes before you started. And you're like Daniel Kaluuya voices Spider Punk. I would have thought it was a British person. See, that was and my brain yeah. needed just a, a bit of a cool down. Yeah. To know how that to was deal a great uh, impression of an alternate timeline where that conversation oh. didn't happen because I knew he was British. Yes, that's true. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, good so day, I get confused. <laughs> I get confused with all the different universes. Exactly. Stuff. Yeah. Um, he's very funny his animation style it's very like the clash yeah. I can't describe like punk rock from like punk rock posters and everything like yeah. newspaper clippings uh, put together I think he's animated as well at like yeah. was it four frames per second as oh, opposed to like sure, everyone else why not or <laughs> six he could be six I, I, I was reading online all the different like animation techniques used yeah. for this movie and I was just like one none of this is going in two no one wants to hear me talk about it <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like I, I'm just I'll just I'll just I'll just wing it yeah. so punk rocky um, Spider-Man Spider-Man animation but also has this attitude of just so anti-establishment uh, yeah, anti-capitalism every line is gold like uh... and I, I so I notorious anti-capitalist and um, anti-establishment man David Scanlon yeah um, I, when I saw this movie I text him after just immediately being like when you go see this there will be one Spider-Man you love <laughs> and then oh what did he say <laughs> oh we'll cut this out because yeah, it's yeah. too good one sec sorry sorry I'm going to stall the whole podcast he's going to keep the on saying whole, sorry the whole he's actually oh. holding his breath right now until he finds this it's been 30 minutes. I got a text from David at 11pm on the Saturday being like, fuck the establishment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Uh, and he, yeah, very funny. Again, everyone's fantastic, yeah. fantastically funny in this. And, and I think one of the things, and I, yeah, I was going to say it a bit, for, a bit more for later on, but I think one of the things about the voice casting in this movie is they've kind of left themselves open to be able to do live action versions of these characters. Yeah. Because everyone kind of looks and has the same vibe of who they're portraying on screen, yeah, which is yeah. so rare. I've never seen anything like that where they kind of like they really base a lot of like the, the animation, what the images they're going off, like yeah. off the eye, the voice actors themselves. So they, they are leaving themselves like Sony are sort of giving them their options if they want to do this. Mm-hmm. Then he was also very good, like all like his little bits, like throughout the movie of like stealing tech when he was walking through the base. Yeah, and obviously that's how he makes the fucking uh, device for Gwen. 
is from all the stolen tech. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, I think he like he named it something funny. It was like a knock, like knockoff. Oh, multi drive. Yes, multi-drive, like multi-drive, like that. Um, but yeah, and like I guess I, I guess maybe just to get, if people are listening and they haven't seen the movie, um, I guess just the kind of a, a, a fucking light speed light thing speed of, the plot, of the plot. So, oh, okay. which is just basically like. Uh, Sp- Miles wants to get into this spider society which Gwen is a part of but for some reason he's not allowed into it and uh, the leader of this spider society uh, Spider-Man who's called Spider-Man 1990, uh, Spider-Man 2099 or also Miguel O'Hara played by Oscar Isaac uh, wants to get him home because he's after crashing his way into this um, multi-dimensional fucking Spider-Man society place uh, I'm not explaining this very well it's very hard to explain there's a lot going on there's too many Spider-Men so what happens then is they're trying to get him home but also there's a looming threat like you mentioned called the Spot who is a figure from Miles's past who now wants to sort of take uh, Miles's life and destroy it effectively and he is a multi-dimensional being and he's becoming more powerful as time goes on so he he the spider side is trying to stop him but also send Miles back because Miles has realised that apparently his father is going to die and the Spider Society are saying that needs to happen because it's a canon event. We, so Miles is trying to go back and stop that, effectively. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, just wanted to, again, just why we jump around, just to kind of lay some more groundwork of, the, of those moving pieces. Um, but villains. We, we spoke a bit about Jason Schwartzman's um, The Spot. But what did you think about Oscar Isaacs's Miguel O'Hara? I really liked him. I thought he was very good in the movie. He was sort of like, he still had like that Spider-Man charisma, nearly, where like he was still like, not as uppity as the other ones, but he still like was a bit jokey and things like that. But he was also very an older Spider-Man, so he was very no nonsense. Yeah, because of like again traumatic past, very Spider-Man. He's very Batman-y. He is. He is. That's why I think she called him like the Caped Blue Seder. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Like that joke, like, yeah. A callback to like how moody <laughs> yeah. he is. But uh, like he, he he nailed the role. I think uh, he was very like he did like the anger very well and sort of like his threat. So, so one thing I do want to say about him is I, I had this question after the movie is just like is this guy set up being set up to be a villain in the next one possibly because obviously Miles became Spider Man because of the well, the spider that was sent to him that was from the universe forty two yeah so Sm- Miles is in universe I think it's like nineteen or sixteen oh one or something yeah but the spider that came to kill him was brought into his dimension by the spot who was working as a scientist at the time yeah and then that spider bit miles when it wasn't supposed to yes and so that's but that spider itself was made by miguel o'hara though was it i think it was not what miguel said during the movie at some point maybe oh. i'm misunderstanding this yeah. i thought miguel said it's something that like it was his spider that was supposed to spy bite uh, the guy, someone from Universe Forty Two. Yeah, so there's so yeah, so the Miles at the end of the movie yeah. because Miles, the Miles we know basically goes back to a universe that he thinks is his, yeah. but actually is the universe that the spider that bit him came from. So that spider Forty Two was supposed to be by the Miles in that For, in, universe. Yes. So I it just left me question is just like is Miguel like sending sp- spiders through? Like oh no, universes? I think it was the spot. Took the spider. Oh, yeah, out. he did. Yeah, but like, if he had, like, if he, if Miguel had made the spider to bite someone else, is Miguel making spiders oh. to bite people to turn to make Spider Man? Oh, I, missed, that, I think I missed that. Okay, well, like, maybe, maybe I was wrong about hearing this, but like, mm. that's like a thing that seems like pretty big. In it the seems plot. very evil. Yeah, like he's actually he's making Spider Man. Oh, if I'm right about oh. what I heard, then how the fuck did I miss that? I don't know. Yeah, maybe I've accidentally stumbled onto something. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah, that could be the evil twist at the end. But yeah, a very looming threat throughout the whole movie. And like you say, he's a bit no-nonsense, but like you kind of expect that because he has a bit of a tragic backstory and he's trying to run this spider society to shut down all these sort of multi-dimensional events. Yeah. So you kind of believe him at the beginning. He's like, look, he's just trying to get the job done. But then when we kind of like see his 
vicious nature towards Miles, there's probably something else looming going on yeah, there yeah, as well. Yeah. His uh, vampire tendencies that are very glossed over in the movie. <laughs> they were really glossed over in the movie because they mentioned it. I was kind of waiting for that to yeah, come about. It, it never did. Yeah, not really because like there was the whole bit where he nearly like bites the vulture at the start of the movie. Like he takes out his fangs oh, yeah. the camera, and then like that just didn't really come up again. And I'm just like, huh, I would have expected to see more from it. Yeah. Um, speaking about that opening sequence, I know I'm jumping around because yeah. there's so much going on there in this movie. On. That opening sequence. The, like the, that opening the, fight. The Da Vinci thing. Oh, it was so good. It was so fucking good between just like the, the schematic diagrams, like the Da Vinci diagrams with the gadgets the Vulture were using. They were so fucking cool. Like that was probably my favorite animation like style used in the movie. Yeah. Uh, For me, I think that that's where the movie nearly peaked in a way from a from an animation and action perspective. Yeah. There was obviously more, you know, emotional developments later on that probably are kind of heightened all of the other elements of the movie. But when it was like firing on all cylinders I thought like that opening scene because Gwen has to kidnap this vulture who's like one of the multi-dimensional beings that Miguel O'Hara is trying to stop then and she's just he's just speaking Italian and he's like using all these cool like Da Vinci-esque inventions to try and shoot people oh it's fucking unbelievable it's so cool he has hammer space which is oh like, yeah yeah which is like the space that these cartoon villains can like take from like and like things that shouldn't fit in and they come out of yeah and like that's just how like Miguel O'Hara like explains it yeah. uh, as just like oh it's hammer space the cartoon characters can do crazy things but actually this this brings me on to another point I know I'm jumping around that's so yeah, I, I think this movie is just going to be like yeah. we'll talk about something it's going to remind us of something else <laughs> yeah. like the spider web exactly we will be oh. crossing we will just be going from nodal points to other points and keep on going and forming a yeah, web we just keep seeing it. we just see like a fly over there we're like ooh that, let's give that let's go over there and yeah. we see, oh fuck we've caught another one we have to go over there get exactly. that one yeah. um, so speaking of that fly over there um, we went to go see this in IMAX um, very very cool because it's a very overwhelming movie but I realised we were either sitting too close to the front or the movie was too it was just too all over the place in the sense that like whenever the little hammer space things popped yeah. up in the bottom right I feel like I had to move my whole neck <laughs> to go over and read some of it it was massive yeah and I, I had uh, an issue as well maybe I, I I think it was an IMAX issue maybe I've heard this issue other people were having the sound were, sound yeah because yeah. I actually found it very hard to understand uh, what characters were saying sometimes well you just said it was just specifically the spider punk character you couldn't understand I maybe <laughs> didn't get through the cockney accent or like no they're not cockney sorry like the, is the it not cockney Punk Cockney accent. Yeah, it's, it's co- he uses Cockney rhyming. Oh yeah, that's true. But yeah, no, I just I had a hard time understanding him a lot. So a lot of times during the movie, I'd have to like nudge Gary. He was like, "What do you say?" What and I said, "Fuck off! <laughs> Leave it alone! You're making a show of me in front of the TikTok people. <laughs> Why did I even take you? <laughs> finger gun, finger gun." <laughs> um, but yeah, um, yeah, the sound. I didn't notice anything like that. But I know um, David, Lily, and John, other guests on the podcast went to go see it in Rathmines and they were saying they, they didn't position the screen right because some of the the text box was like cut uh, off that's shit. yeah very shit you know, I, I think uh, I've heard they have fixed it now that they've uh, readjusted the sound uh, from film well, movies now it, it kind of makes sense when you when you only finish your movie 13 days before it comes out yeah, that's true, that yeah. you don't really have much time to like do all, final checks on so everything one guy was just like oh man I've recorded all this on my laptop <laughs> <laughs> you cool. check the sounds Jerry right <laughs> Je- Jerry Jerry what are you doing why are you frantically typing <laughs> Um, but yeah, but yeah, but the visuals, let alone yeah. the, the sound. I didn't think the sound was as good as 
the soundtrack wasn't as good as the first one. I no, think. it wasn't. Like I'm, I'm even listening to the album McCaffrey through the, the soundtrack album now. Uh, like it's okay. Like, yeah, I like the end credit song. It's probably my favorite yeah. so far. The end credit song is really good. There's one in the middle. I can't remember what it is. If anyone, if anyone actually knows, can you use the Spotify Q and A and tell me? There's a scene where Miles and Gwen are zipping about, and there's a cool vibey song oh, playing. Okay, yeah. I'd love to know what that is. Yeah. Um, but there's no song in this that's, that's as good as Sunflower. Sunflower from yeah, the I think they were, I think Hummingbird was going to be like the. It's the one that Miles is listening to in the headphones when. Uh, mm. uh, Gwen shows up and I think that was gonna be like the, the sunflower of this movie but like mm. it's just personally it hasn't had the same blow up like did you know Post Malone also is in this movie as well he, he is the guy who says is that a Banksy, that a Banksy? so that's yeah. now two, two yeah. Spider-Man back to back Spider-Verse movies back to back which I loved um, but the visuals everything looks fantastic in this there's one scene in particular with Miles and Gwen upside down like hanging out yeah. and it just looked like a screensaver it is in the trailers but like it's still like a breathtakingly good scene because with that score and with that music I think the score is very good I just think the soundtrack in terms of like the individual songs aren't fantastic even like the script like sets tone of that scene really well where it's like mellow and it's just like sort of the the, awkward teenagers kind of yeah and it's where Gwen is at the moment between like wondering like, like she's like just sort of not thinking that spider like being like Spider-Man can work out and you have to it's just like such a load mm. of role and that the weight of the responsibility is really getting to her mm. in that moment so it's like it's mellow it's good but then it's Miles who's sort of like even though he's having his own family drama at the moment he him being optimistic about it <laughs> yeah because that's one of the things this movie does so well because like we've, we've talked about the jokes the action the score like the actual emotional family drama of this movie is and I, I only caught myself when I was writing my review about this where I was like it's so rare to see such an uh, you know such an emotional family drama told within a multi oh that was everything ever all at once <laughs> okay well this is the second one then but like, like, yeah. you know something that everywhere all everything everywhere all at once and this also have in common bagels being quite a central theme oh wow it yeah, is there's a lot of bagel references even above the spot's apartment it's a bagel billboard uh <laughs> you just blow my mind yeah <laughs> um fuck if i didn't think about that but yeah no like the so the whole thing about miles also having to like um you know, coming of age thing of just like who is he now and what? How does he fit in as a Spider Man? But also the how does how does that relationship between between him and his parents work as well? Yeah, like he's he's really feeling the loneliness now since like he had that connection with all the Spider Man. Now that he's never like his whole like thing in this movie is wanting to become a scientist so he can like figure out cross dimensional travel. Oh yeah, uh, so he can make friends. Yeah, <laughs> which is like kind of sad for Spider Man. That's but, like, so. Like, so excessive. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> just like, I want to have friends, but just let me find a way to travel between dimensions to do so. There's no other way. He has I, that one friend. He has the his roommate who he seems, he seems to be friends with. Big Spurs fan. Big Spurs fan. Love had uh, the, the Spurs picture up. The, Son, dur- uh, Son Hu Ming. During that scene, me and Gary were looking at two very different things where he was playing the Spider-Man video game. I was like, Spider-Man video game. Gary was like, Spurs poster. Spurs poster. <laughs> <laughs> Look... You expect to see Spider-Man Easters in a Spider-Man one. You don't expect to see Tottenham Hotspur's <laughs> good striker from last season, but a bit poo this season. No. Son Hyun Ming. Mr. Smiley Boy. See, he's a big fan of, uh, what's his face? Um, Tom Holland. Because uh, he was doing okay. a lot of Spider-Man celebrations. Uh, um, so yeah, I guess, nice. I'd say he must have been chuffed. I would have loved to see his reaction in that movie. Uh, he's probably, probably feeling a bit depressed after a very bad season of football. But sure, look, hopefully hey, this... This was a silver lining. I hope so. I hope so. And I guess another thing as well is like, like you say, that sort of connection between him as him and his parents and how that somewhat feels way more strained in this than it does in the first one because he's doing all the spider-man and about um yeah i don't know like again see i have this thing about this movie where it's like it's 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 too long for what it's for the overall story it's telling yeah in that like what's in part two i don't like part what's in part two that could have been pushed 
What's in part one that could have been pushed into part two? And I think I would have liked seeing more of that family dynamic stuff. Maybe a bit more. I don't know. Yeah, like, it, when it was in the movie, it was good. Like, we had a few good scenes between the mum and the dad and Miles that I think worked very well. And it's like, his mum is much more of a character in this movie than the mm. last movie. She does a great... Yeah. yeah, sorry. Also, oh, I'm laughing because she's also in Transformers uh, Rise of the Beast. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was just spending the whole movie like, where the fuck do I know her motherly voice from? And then it's also the uh, Spider-Verse. Okay, yeah, yeah, sorry. But uh, yeah, so like she, she does a great job. There's a lot of like good like uh, character building from her and having to like let her son go to like grow up. And uh, she does well. Uh, it was a very funny scene between like Gwen get interesting yes. into the family. They, they, they bring back the, the Gwanda like fake name she used oh yeah 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 yeah. Uh, yeah no the movie again is very referential back to like the old uh, the first movie which yeah. it's uh, like it's the funny strikes like yeah. before this podcast I watched like a 40 minute catch up on this uh, movie uh, not a hope you remember in all of it no like. well no and I, I think one of the other things like not that I missed so much I actually kind of like that we didn't get Spider-Man Noir and Spider-Pig back yeah I like that they're kind of they look like they're going to be included in the third part or like the third movie, which means I would have actually removed Peter Parker, the the, the older Peter Parker. Yeah. I would have taken him out. Peter, I would have saved Peter him. Peter B. Parker. Peter B. Parker. I would have yeah. saved him for the second part. Yeah. I would have had Spider-Gwen in it, but maybe not as much. And I would have liked to focus on the new characters a bit more like Spider-Man India. I suppose and if you gave them a bit more screen time, I think it would have probably went well. Uh, mm. Like even more punk rock Spider-Man, more Spider-Man India. And we haven't even talked about Spider-Woman yet. Is it right? Yeah, that's right. Jessica yeah. Drew. She's, uh, she wasn't in the movie as much as I thought she would be. She's using the advertising quite a lot. Yeah. And I just felt like it's weird to get a comedic actor like Is- Issa Rae to play such a serious straight-laced, yeah. like, not, I don't like to say boring, but I'm just like, what was her deal? She was just like the the sort of like the, the backup towards Miguel yeah. O'Hara. She was just like the kind of not as serious Miguel yeah. O'Hara but also just like as strict kind sort of, of like thing. a henchman I felt which yeah, is just things yeah. like for a spider woman character and like it's 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 an interesting element that like she's pregnant in it which yeah. I thought is like there's two there's two characters in this who are putting the lives of their children at risk a lot of a lot during this movie yeah. one being Issa Rae's uh, just Jess Drew but yeah I just would have liked to see more of it when you look at like the new characters we got in, like I said Spider-Man India uh, uh, Spider-Punk and um, The Spot and any other new characters that kind of stuck out like the, the AI assistant yeah um, who we only saw a bit of a glimpse she of she was really good though actually very, she very was good. very funny and then also there's another there's a VR Spider-Man in it as well yeah um, I forget her name is it Kimiko or is that the name of the actress I forget she's um, gonna be looks like she's gonna be in part two anyway because yes, she's yes. part of the team so the Greta Lee plays Ly- Lila that's the AI assistant and then there is also where's her name now that's gonna annoy me to the high heavens Oh yes, I, uh, no, oh, I don't know where her name is. There's too many. Like, oh, just look what I'm looking at here to try and find the names of people. There's oh, too many wow. people. Why not just go on IMDb? Because I, I had Wikipedia open. Okay. Anyway, there's an actress who plays. I think because they think she's in Orange Is the New Black. She's oh, an actress okay. from that, and she's very good. And we don't see her. She's in it for a significantly less amount of time, yeah. but like she's very charismatic. You understand her deal. She has a bit more kind of. Um, relatability I suppose yeah. compared to Jess Drew I suppose like that's a good thing to go into is the whole like introduction to like no, is it Neo York what is the new what's like the Miguel O'Hara's uh, no, 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 Nuevo York New, New, New Wave York oh man we're the two whitest boys <laughs> New Wave <laughs> New Wave York <laughs> Buenos Dias <laughs> 
Um, but uh, yeah, for that New York, just the whole introduction to that scene, all the different Spider-Men that are like introduced there, like this cowboy Spider-Man. This... Played by Taron Killam. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I only found that out uh, Andy earlier. Sandberg is a Spider-Man. He's, Andy's uh, doing his best Nick Cage impression. He is, yeah. He's playing he's... Ben Riley. is that his name? I can't, yeah, I can't remember the name. The Crimson uh, something? Ben Riley. yeah. Uh, Scarlet Spider. Scarlet Spider, that's it. I was the wrong colour there. I was like, messed right up. Right colour, wrong shade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he was very good. He was very funny in it. Again, yeah, very like sort of dark and brooding there was then we got that fucking amazing escape scene yeah that was very it was so well done just between like all the spider-man interactions we got the which i like people really liked the bit of going through the psychiatrist's office and maybe it it was just because it was in the trailer that i was just like uh like it didn't get a big laugh at the it didn't get a big laugh at the cinema but again i think that's because like you say it was in the trailer but there's the whole thing of like grab spider-man and they all start pointing at each other yeah oh no i don't like it really knows the fan base well they did that bit again though that's the second time they've done it they did it the end credits the last one it was also in like the mcu one it's a bit that they really love putting into the movies mm. now uh, the name of that VR Spider-Man was uh, Margot Kess she plays Spider-Bite and Amandla Steinberg or Stenberg is the actress she's very good mm-hmm. I just want to give that a uh, shout out um, and anything else good about that uh, escape scene no it's just ever escalating but there's also those emotional moments the, built the high in. emotional moment at the end when it's Miguel Harris like really lost his temper yeah. and is like uh, it's like basically blaming Spider-Man that's all his fault that he wasn't supposed to be mm. uh, like Spider-Man uh, like he was now it's only because that he was bit by that spider that the original Peter Parker died and mm-hmm. it's his fault that everything's going wrong. And that's a great, it's it's a great example of like a movie building on the sequel, building on the original without completely retconning much, yeah. but like introducing layers into that movie as well as the current movie. Because like nothing about this movie kind of, well, that I'm aware of anyway, breaks the logic of the first one. Yeah. But adds so much more to it now, which I think is just a fantastic it's the it's the it's the best result you could hope for in a sequel. Yeah, no, it was a good like I, I didn't really see them going that way with the twist uh, of uh, the fact that because Miles existed, took away the chances of the Peter Parker and the whole universe without Peter Parker now because of it. Like it was good questions that I didn't have from the first one, mm. but I'm glad they are sort of bringing into the into play now to yeah. sort of like see like just the consequences of those like that those actions that we didn't think yeah. of. So because now in that second in that in that universe forty two where the spider was supposed to bite Miles, it didn't bite anyone and now it's overridden by crime yeah. and we run into uh, Miles' uncle is still alive voiced by Mahershali came back for it yeah. and then we run into Prowler Miles yeah um, Miles Morales voiced by what's his name Miles G. Morales did you, G. Morales did you yeah. say that he's voiced by a guy called Gerald Jerome who people would know from a movie a TV show called When They See Us and he is excellent in yeah. that he's also in Moonlight as well I forgot about that he oh, plays yeah, Kevin in, that's why I recognise him he's in I, Moonlight uh, he is a fantastic I didn't know I, I, I assume they just got your man Shamik Moore to yeah, play same. both yeah same I thought it was the same um, I don't know but uh, no, like it was, uh, he, he's very much more like Spanish in this, like they, they, they yes. put the accent on the second name very well. And I love that because it's clearly because his, because his dad has died yeah. in that universe. He's obviously more closer to his mother and his mother being Puerto Rican, I think. Yeah. Oh, Puerto, let's get it, that is Puerto, it is Puerto Rican. Yes. I know it's um, very Puerto Rican because there's a bit where uh, at the start of the movie where she starts chastising Miles for getting a B in uh, Spanish. Yes. When she snaps, the little like a sound effect noise is the Puerto Rican flag. Oh, I didn't <laughs> notice that. Oh, there are so many little yeah, things like that. There's so many little so things good. you're going to miss, yeah. But yeah, and you notice that because he's saying my Morales, you know what I mean? Yeah. Let's not try that accent. No, no. The two whitest boys. Miles, Morales? Nueva New York. But... Well, I was going to say, yeah, so I think, yeah, to, to be able to see that payoff of that sort of emotional moment and then that sort of like a what the fuck's going to happen next kind of thing. Yeah. I did like it, but as I've kind of said to many people, um, so if they're listening, I do apologize because I've told you a million times about this, which is because the movie ends with a, such a clear path to the resolution. Yeah. 
it's frustrating that you're just like, could they not have just let the movie be 50 minutes longer and the story's over? Yeah. But to be told you have to come back is a bit frustrating. Yeah, because now we're going to have another movie with another part, like another like act one, act two, act three. Yeah. Uh, even though we just didn't act one, act two, act three. And I'd act argue three. we did an act one, two, two and a half. Yeah, no, I think they, they doomed it. I think is the way I'm They doomed sure. it, yeah. They doomed it. Where they gone done like, doomed it. <laughs> they, they doomed it now. <laughs> where we got two, we got, we got one and a half, we got like uh, half a movie and now we have to wait for the other half of the movie. So even though I really like this half of the movie, the second half of the movie is really bad. Mm, it's, it's all going to be bad yeah. and granted I have honestly more confidence in the part two of this though than I have the part two of Dune yeah. uh, like Dune could be really good wait well, this isn't a Dune podcast what have I wanted into <laughs> well, what I will say about the Dune movie is what's the best scene in that the Dune movie yeah exactly whereas I can, you can easily yeah. you can easily say like two or three things that are very good about this movie yeah, you know I, mean? I don't, honestly don't know what the best scene in the Dune movie uh, it's probably was. the sandworm eating the big Spice Crawler? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's I, I, I have, like, good memories of, like, when the assault happens and they're running mm. out in the field and the, the, yeah, it's, yeah. like, raining down at the slow shells going through shields and things Very like good. that. It's, yeah, again. And it's not a Dune podcast. It's not a Dune podcast. Uh, but what I will say, it's now a summer... Get out of this multiverse. <laughs> Get out of this Dune podcast, Gary. <laughs> it is a very good movie. It's a, it's a, it's a summer for part oneers because we have this, we have Fast X, and now we have... Uh, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning coming oh, out shit, in yeah. July, so they love their one-parters. Yeah, directors could figure out a way to make hour and a half movies again, so now they're just making two movies. I think COVID's over now, and they're just like, fuck it, we'll make everything super long. <laughs> um, last thing I want to mention before we go is the over-reliance of live-action Spider-Man movies in this movie. Yeah, there was definitely a bit too many. Too many references Maguire's, to Tobey Maguire, oh, Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield, yeah. I think they... I think no uh, Tom Holland though no Tom Holland I think for me well they referenced him with but him they, they didn't Strange. see him they though which I thought yeah. was interesting well, maybe they'll put him into the next one mm. could be they could have a live action element in the next one they actually put Tom Holland in and maybe like a live action Miles Morales yeah but uh, one thing yeah I think I don't mind the cameos of live action stuff when they're like off screen a little bit where mm-hmm. they're like not centre stage yeah but like very much like especially the Andrew Garfield one was like centre stage yeah this is it just, but also it was well like when you look at the, the, the cameo from the woman from Venom yeah, where yeah. the spot goes into the, sh- the convenience store that Venom usually frequents. Like that was that was great. Yeah, that was yeah. just like a it's it's not too flashy. You don't like if you don't know it, it you're not going to feel like you're missing something. But it's just like it's enough of a nice of a little nod or a niche reference. Same, somewhat with the 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 Prowler, the Donald Glover cameo. Yeah, I think I thought was, that was, was enough. That was it enough. Just went for on me. too long. I think. Yeah, and like I said to you as well after we saw it, I was like, I much rather. They have shown him as my as a Miles variant, yeah, because he's the guy who influenced this character to even exist. So I think wouldn't it be cool to let him be Miles yeah, for like, fifteen seconds? I don't know. Yeah, yeah I suppose they're putting him in the movie for a gag anyway. Yeah, a cool guy. But and then what are the people going to say? Is like, isn't that confusing though? Because he plays the press. Like, no, because everything's fucking doesn't make sense in this. <laughs> yeah, I don't even want to talk about they, like timelines when it comes to this sort of stuff. Oh Jesus! Yeah, because when you like, because I'm just like, wait. So it's like some of these worlds are in the future and some of them are in the past, yeah. but they're all like. Oh, no, we started doing time travel. Yeah, I know, it's weird. But also as well, they have the Spider-Man. Remember the Spider-Man popsicle with the, the melted face from on the internet ages ago? Yes. That's a Spider-Man in this. Was it? Yeah. Oh, I remember ba- I saw Bag over his head Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Popsicle melted face. They saw it, but yeah, so they have... So if people start giving out to you, be like, oh, the Donald Glover thing's not really... There's a fucking icicle pop of Spider-Man. Get over yourself. That's right. There's a chibi <laughs> Spider-Man and an animated <laughs> Spider-Man. Yeah, I'm sure, like... Get over yourself. Yeah. Um, anything else for yourself to wrap uh, up you know, I was just we... thinking, like, honestly, like probably like the biggest negative of the movie was that just like ending sort yeah. of just like and now I have to wait for part two for a year like for something that, that feels like it could only be 20 more minutes yeah like yeah because we, we were like it seemed to be reaching a climax mm-hmm. but maybe like there's gonna be a whole thing we'll see uh, 
was it David I was talking to? Well, anyway, my, my prediction is it'll be 30 minutes of Miles trying to escape the Prowler. Then 30, the first 30 minutes of the movie while Gwen is trying to find them. They connect and then they have a whole emotional comeback and then they do stuff for like 15 minutes, 15, 20 minutes trying to get back into the, the other dimension. Then they get into the other dimension. Then they have to stop the spot. So that's probably like another, that brings us to up to maybe an hour and 30 minutes. Yeah. And then the last 30 minutes of the movie is the spider society versus the spider, the spider rogue people. See, for they also minutes. have to, they have to solve universe 42 because they've introduced a problem I feel in like that's, that's, 30, that's the first 30 minutes uh, no that's, no they have to solve the whole universe like they're gonna have to fix that problem nah, this is just burn universe. it there's too many universes <laughs> just burn it just, just burn, burn it, it. Yeah. yeah what is it Kang shows up yeah <laughs> just unicron it <laughs> have you seen Transformers I saw Transformers Rise okay. of the Beasts I saw what unicron can do I, I thought unicron was in Transformers already oh and we don't this is not a Doom podcast it's not a Transformers Rise of the Beast, uh, Beast podcast okay. but I will say this movie may, it retcons a lot of stuff ah, so fair, don't worry fair. about it but yeah, yeah. just fuck it I, yeah so in regards to like that third movie I don't know how they're going to resolve th- like making it a, another, another two hour movie. movie yeah that's so. fair yeah. yeah. Anything I think, else? Yeah, I think that's like my thoughts on the movie. It is very good. They sort of just nailed every aspect of it that I wanted them to nail. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to part two. Annoyed that I have to wait for it. March March twenty twenty four. It's only a year, which is coming nice. out the same month as Kung Fu Panda four. Oh, oh sorry, gone. Can't watch it now. <laughs> Kung Fu Panda is Jack Black returning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, lot to look forward to. Uh. In the meantime, though, oh, thank you so much for coming back to do the podcast. No problem. I think it's about time to end before we melt. Yes, I think so. Much like that spider's popsicle. <laughs> Call back. I like. Um, if you would like to keep up to date with the podcast there's a few things you could do you can follow at Reeling and the Peers on Instagram there's some clips on TikTok you can follow you can subscribe to the YouTube channel where the whole audio goes up there as well you can also follow myself on Letterboxd Owen has Letterboxd too he sometimes put up some reviews I've started doing it more there now. you go he has some yeah. reviews you can put, follow them there as well you can also contact the podcast by either like I said commenting on the Spotify Q&A or by emailing reelingandthepeers at gmail.com uh, be sure to subscribe and follow for more podcasts give us a good rating please and thank you and I think that's everything on yeah, uh, I as always, I don't recommend TikTok. Uh, Wait, what were what were our three set four? We've we got to we got to four. No it. TikTok. Yeah, uh, the movie Spider Man, Paramore's new album, Paramore's new album, Diablo Four. Oh yeah, Diablo Four was a good one. And recommendation number five. Uh, don't watch uh, sixty five million. 65. Okay, don't watch that one. I, I thought we we wreck on that. No. That was, I recommended to watch it, and now I'm recommending not to. Watch okay, so it. that's number six then. Oh, is that six? Well, well, five would have been sixty-five. Six is now. Don't don't watch, watch sixty-five. Yes, and seven. Lucky number seven. This is it. This is how you round out a perfect bit with seven instances of said bit. My recommendation, and I'm sure that's where that bit will end. You know, just text your mother, text your father, text your parents, <laughs> text, your t- t- text your text your parents to tell them you love. Them. <laughs>